Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody and welcome back to the 90 Day Fiance Rahapa podcast. We're back once again to talk about 90 Day Fiance season 10, episode 17, aka it's wedding season. Should be a fun time here. Back after a two-week hiatus, uh, compliments of the Super Bowl. So we did get a little break from 90, but now we are back in full force, full swing here on the Hot Mess Express. I am your conductor, who is Vakili, ready to break things down. And with me today is a lovely guest. You know her as one half of the Mess Magnets. You know her as the host of the Big Deck Energy Below Deck podcast on the Bravo Rahapups feed. And most importantly, you know her as one of my good friends, Sasha Joseph. Sasha, welcome in. So happy to be here. It's wedding season. That equals I'm here. I feel like that's just that that's synonymous. But at this point, I truly wish I could say that I plan it like that. It just <laughs> falls like that. It just does. It's random, and it just so happens that I feel like almost every time there's a wedding, you're here. <laughs> yeah, listen, I want weddings to be my brand, not like annoying, messy girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like you're you're cover you're hosting the wrong podcast. Okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like here's a show where people are on a boat getting drunk, and here's the show where we cover all the celebrity gossip. But I want to be known for marriages. You know what? I would like to be um, a woman of substance. <laughs> hey, you can listen. You can do it Imagine. all. Imagine. <laughs> Please. <laughs> well, we are here to talk about this episode and it is wedding season, but it's like some weddings, some cliffhangers and some non weddings still somehow. So, honestly, somehow. Th- thank you for saying that because hit up the 2x speed on this editing you feel me like what what y'all doing i enjoyed the episode i will say it it was what it was but just just speed it up a little bit a little bit it is honestly a talent from the tlc (laughs) producers i don't know how they do it but somehow they've managed to make it so that the weddings become two parts and one half is this week one half is next and they're both still an hour and a half each. I don't know how they did it. It's the finesse of the century. But somehow we're going to still be talking about weddings next week as well. Yeah. It, listen, there's one wedding they are going to drag for this episode into next. Yeah. they Again, they cliffhangered a wedding that feels like they... Okay. So we'll get into it when we get into it. But essentially, Clayton and Annalise's story... <laughs> They stretched out in a unbelievable way. So we'll get into that later. Yes. For now, let's kick it up and kick it off with Sophie and Rob. So obviously it's been a couple weeks, so we'll do a quick recap of them. Sophie and Rob uh, have constantly been in a state of on again, off again fighting. You know, we had Duvet Gate. We had Your Mom Doesn't Respect Me Gate. We had um, the store clerk threesome gate. There's been many gates. Bathroom gate. Oh, my God. There's so much going on here with them. Now, here we are five days away from the wedding. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And things are still rocky, Sasha, because they're five days away, and Rob and Sophie's mom have not interacted since they argued. I saw this piece where you no, you know what it is? Let me rephrase. That show on uh TLC actually it's called Smothered. Yes. That's what the actually they should have been casted for. Not because again, I don't think mom is like smothering or anything, but they're fighting to be the number one, right? In Sophie's life. And they're both like, I am her favorite. No, I am her favorite. Well, you don't give what I give, right? That that's the crux of every issue. I feel like uh, Sophie's mom and Rob have, and neither of them are willing to budge. No, neither are willing to budge, and both are quick to to accuse the other of being yep. the the problem. Because so, I went back to my notes to check what the time jump was from the last time we saw Sophie and Rob to this episode, and it's a full two weeks. So, two weeks he's not talked to her, she's not talked to him, and they've not even remotely tried to patch things up. And Sophie is very okay with this because she's like, listen, as long as they they don't talk, they're not going to cause drama and there's not going to be a problem at my wedding. I'm like, well, you know they're going to still see each other at the wedding. So maybe it's better that the drama happens before the wedding than during. No, Sophie is living her best blind, uh, no, bird box strategy. Yeah. See nothing, do nothing, right? Because how are they still together? That's what I need to know, right? Like, I feel like every time, every week, you're, you know, people are on this podcast being like, rob the knob, right? Like, end this. What's going on? Sophie, stand up. No, girl, lay down at this point, right? Maybe now I'll do reverse psychology on your ass. Yeah, it's uh, it's very much a if I don't look at it, it's not there yep. vibe. But also, it's... uh. Okay, so he and he and I are good now. They've made up somehow, and she's like, "I can't if I if I even nudge it, it's gonna fall apart." So mm-hmm. I should just not do anything. Which, yep, you know, ignorance is bliss. I agree, I understand this this feeling, but also not when you're on the heels of starting the rest of your life, right? Starting a whole new chapter with this man who apparently can't have four words in with your mother before getting heated, and your mother can't look at him for three seconds before getting mad at him. So it's tough. It's a tough uh, tightrope to to walk through, I feel like. And he's a waste man. Nothing here. I don't know if we're going to discuss like beat by beat for them, because I think they, they were the couple we got a little bit more scenes with. But <laughs> I just personally feel like right at the start when um she's going flower shopping, right, for her mm-hmm. bouquet and mom is like rob didn't even come in to you know say hi to me right it's fine he's mad but he didn't even try and then i started thinking about it and i don't think i would allow anyone to disrespect my mom like that it's just just a no way like even um some my mom like right lives in a different um state and when she comes to visit me in california uh and you know my husband and my mom have a great relationship and they have their mm. own relationship. And yeah, sometimes like one person might say, you know, whatever. It's all out of love and it's right. never disrespectful. But even if I feel, right, this is on me and this is my trauma, I know. But if even if I feel that my husband has like looked, you know, or said something that I don't agree with to my mom and it's not always fair to him, you know, I'm willing to admit that. But then I'm just like, you can't say that. I don't like that. Don't talk to my mom like that. And meanwhile, he's probably been like, hey, you said the sky is blue and it said, you know, it's white today. Whatever. I don't know. So it's just I am looking at that with that glasses and I, I, I cannot stand disrespect like that. This is my thing. I agree with everything you're saying. So for me, if you fully do not intend on stopping in to say hello or just talk to the mm-hmm. mom, then be like, all right, uh, I'll call you an Uber. You know, it's like he did the half measure where he's like, I'll drop you off, but I want nothing to do with your mom. It's like, that's weird for me. Um, On the other side of things, I feel like, you know, every relationship, there's a sacrifice to be made. There's a give and take. And if your give is uh, no bathroom in the house and also I don't want anyone complaining about the small space, which clearly three months into you two living together, she's not been making us think about it anymore. Then 
the least you can do is, again, the bare minimum, right? Just park the car, walk in, be like, hey, uh, hope you're doing well. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this one with you. Make sure she, you know, make a joke about how. Make sure she doesn't like. She looks both ways before she crosses the street. Ha, yeah. Ha, take care, and then walk away, and then it's fine. You can't I... put it aside for for that. That's just that's pleasantries. That's like so you you hold the door open for someone when you're both leaving the building or saying thank you if someone does that to you. I don't mm-hmm. think that's a lot of ask. I really don't. No, and I just feel like again at the end of the day, that's someone who you love's parent. That's all it. That's what I feel like we need to like look at, right? And, and because I'm trying to think in my mind, that's why I'm a little slower to talk on this because I'm trying to figure out ways that, you know, like is Rob justified in any way? And I think if you want to feel a type of way, right? Like Rob gives off very much. Uh, I think I talked about this last time to write the Reba theme song, A Single Mom Who Works Too Hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the vibe like, he is living in. And that's, you know, his perception fine but you still have to be pleasant because that is the parent of the the person you love and that has you know rightfully maybe criticized you like are we forgetting rob cheated on sophie uh i mean you no know, we have not forgotten uh, sophie might I, have <laughs> well i think sophie sophie the whole thing with them is that sophie is very willing to have the conversation and then when it's done look forward not backwards yeah whereas yeah whereas rob isn't doing that he constantly belabors the same argument over and over until she's in tears and then he's like oh okay i i i guess i'll work better and i'm sorry you feel that way and and that is not what she is signing up for right and i feel like this is the big issue here because i feel like rob is not willing to budge Mm -hmm. mom is not willing to budge She's like in a tug of war where she's the rope in the middle and they're both yanking her on either side. And eventually something's going to go wrong or someone's going to win unless you say, all right, I'm no longer the rope. Put it down. Let's move on together. Because we see the bouquet scene where they're looking at flowers. Not much to report there. Then we get to three days later. So we start at five days to wed. Now it's two days. So three days pass from this moment where um, uh, Rob disrespects the mom, right? Now, they're going to be going to Santa Barbara for the night before the wedding. So tonight, Sophie's mom is coming over to spend the night with them at Rob's place. And this is already contentious because Rob is saying, I, you know, she can come in. She can hang out. I have no problem with that. But she needs to not run her mouth, essentially, about the not enough space. He kept saying, yeah, you got to keep the not enough space talk to a minimum. And it's basically like he doesn't want to have to get defensive over the space again which by the way listen okay fine you don't want her to talk about the space cool you could have cleaned the place up a little bit it was so messy and cluttered i couldn't you couldn't pay me right like forever 21s have better like set up than this man's house right and again sophie and him like stand up both of you because listen Sam and Kit, uh, Citra, right? Like when that was happening, Citra at least was like, hey, my dad's coming. I'm going to clean. Yeah. But we're get- Both of y'all got to stand up because this is horrendous. Why are y'all living like this? That's what I don't understand. Because I lived in San Francisco. I shared one house mm-hmm. with seven people, right? And the- I understand cluttered people in a lot of space. Granted, we like I had my own room, but that's not the point. It's just I know like what it feels like to be in like close living quarters with people. And I think that mom should not have stayed there. That's number <laughs> one. I think I, I think she's gotta stand up a little bit and go stay, you know, in your own side. But I think she's doing the like, I just wanna be with my daughter. And I know that because my mom be doing this too, mm-hmm. as an only child, single mom, right? Like weird shit there. So I understand, but I just feel like if that is their dynamic, Rob needs to be like kind of the grown up in the situation and being like, this is weird, but we're going to make it work. And here's how. But he's not. He didn't even move off the bed, bro. That was okay. So that was my big thing of 
he wants her to not complain or not give attitude, but she walks in the doors and he's on the bed, feet kicked up on his phone, not even maintaining eye contact. And like, obviously we all grow up different. We're all raised different. We're all, we all do different things granted. But I feel like it's a universal sign when someone walks in, you know, stand up, stand yeah. up two seconds. You say, hello. And they'll usually be like, oh, you know, I mean, maybe this is my, in my culture. Everyone's like, no, 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 sit down. You don't need to stand up. It's cool. Yep. Even the gesture, it's kind of like reaching for the check at a restaurant or, or, you know, offering to pay or offering to give someone a ride. It's like, you know, it's just nice to do. They're not going to ask more of you. And I feel like the combination of the house kind of looking a bit of a mess and also he's not willing to, I don't know. Okay. Maybe not even stand up. Maybe just sit up. Maybe just look eye contact. It just, it was so tense immediately because of his body language. I felt like. Yeah. And I, Listen, I feel like her mom is very much like you give me messy energy and I'm going to give you messy back. Right. Like mm -hmm. I'm not one to sit here and, you know, I'm not Sophie, basically. Yeah. Right? I'm not going to ignore your bad behavior. Fine. So to, like you didn't even offer water. You Nothing. Again, we are both brown. I don't know that we're the best people to speak about it because our cultures are over. In the hospitality, you know, oh, yeah. guests are uh, guests are God type energy, but something the both of them are just like sitting even because eventually Sophie goes on the bed too. I'm uncomfortable watching it. I can't imagine people being in the room. No, it was it was a lot. I I hated this. Um, it made me uncomfortable, and I'm not even in the room. Um, so she immediately things start getting tense, things get heated, and Sophie catches on to this and knows her mother well and knows that if I leave this, mom's going to lose it on him. So they walked outside, they sat outside for a little bit. Then mom was like, Well, can we just go stay at a hotel? And Sophie was like, I'm not gonna do that. Which I do love Sophie not letting that happen mm -hmm. because I think to Sophie it's very clear of like, I don't want my wedding to get ruined by tension, but also this is the rest of my life now, and my mom needs to get on board. She can't just leave and expect me to leave with her yep. at any given time. So I like that she did that, but also once mom cooled down, mom was like, I think, you know, I was just a little heated. It was silly of me. Let's move on. And she comes in, and she's very nice. Like, oh, you know, this, is, oh, this actually looks very cozy. Thank you so much, or whatever. And I felt like Rob was still being a bit of, a, for lack of a better term, a dick still. A bitch, yeah. Like, nothing had changed. So... To me, I felt like she's so clearly trying to be the good guy and and like be the bigger person here, which I while I do appreciate, she has way more poise and patience than me because I know how to be nice. But if he was still keeping that same energy when I walk back in and is not, you know, doing what I'm doing, I will not give him the win. Yeah, and can you imagine that? Nothing add that that's your daughter. It, like I already feel the anger building up and I have no children <laughs> yeah I think I would grab my daughter by her hair by that wig and like, be like girl we're leaving <laughs> no stand up what is wrong with you lord if my can you imagine your 22 year old or how yeah I think she, she's young like coming to you and be like I'm moving to America and it's the it's Rob, right? That I'm marrying board. So, well, that's what, my what did I do wrong? I feel like the Rob is of an, in a very unique situation and, and low-key blessed situation where they're expecting the least from him. Mm -hmm. so, you know, as you like to say, the bar is in hell for expectations. Yep. They want you to maintain some eye contact, swap some pleasantries, and that's it. And even that, I feel like he's not delivering at all. So to me, this doesn't feel like it's going to be a good, happy ending for these two. Obviously, we are close to the finale. So next week is their wedding. And then we have the tell-alls coming up soon. So we'll see where what state they're in as far as the relationship. But even right now, I don't feel strongly. The next time on does make it seem like Sophie's mom and Sophie were walking down to the beach, like to the walking down the aisle pretty much to rob and then take a detour mm -hmm. i don't really trust the next time on like that but i don't need that to make me feel unsure about these two because i already do 
Yeah, and he, this is I, what I feel at least, right? Like, I feel that Sophie is in love with being in love. So for her, she's like, great, I found someone. I want to be a wife. I want to be married, right? Like, this is it. This is it. Baby girl, you have the rest of your life ahead of you. You have the best years ahead of you. Mm-hmm. Well, Don't waste it on this. This is a conversation that comes up a lot on the 90 day podcast because we know the nature of the 90 day fiance process, the K1 visa, and a lot of these couples having been in a relationship long distance already for multiple years before then waiting a couple of years for the visa to come in. So I feel like for a lot of people, because, you know, I feel like the older you get, the, the more you are willing to be in a position where you think, okay, I need to just cut this out because it's not about time wasted. It's about saving time for my future. But I feel like when you're younger, the I've put so much of my time into this. I can't call that an L is a way bigger factor when you're younger, I think. And I feel like Sophie is in that spot right now, right? She's what, 22, 23. Mm -hmm. So how many years have these two been together? Let's say three years. That is what about a seventh sixth of her like that is a big number uh percentage of her lifetime that she spent with this man already that would feel like a huge loss and again also adding in the factor that this would mean that if they give up and they leave but then they get back together then it's a whole mess because they are also going to want to be like you know if they want to get together again they have to redo the whole process so it's a lot yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Actually, I didn't I didn't think of that. That's another probably piece why they're holding on so hard. But I, I just feel like she is so nice and deserves way better than this. Yeah, I, I think I, I agree with you there. And ultimately, we'll see where these two head, but it doesn't feel like it's in a positive place. Mm-hmm. Agreed. But, you know, we'll withhold our final judgment before we see exactly what transpires there. Um, meanwhile, let's go to another couple who there's really, truly not a lot to speak on. And I'm not saying that facetiously because their entire storyline and segment was I'm leaving the country, drive me to the airport and, and buy. And that is of course, Nikki and Igor. Um, so (laughs) we open the episode. It's the day after the engagement party thing they had where Nikki sang and apparently Sasha, they did the deed. They had the sex. Bless. We made a love. Girl, be serious. She said, and I'm quoting, we, we are happy. My coochie is happy. His peepee is happy. Yep. A hundred percent. I just have to giggle because I... Mm. Igor has, you know, been a is showing signs of being a great partner. He has, you know, Nikki's face on his uh, back. His ass is a little bit out and everything. Nikki loves it, right? Like, this is Nikki's life. But shout out to mom. Because Igor's mom is the sweetest. And now I understand. Honestly, let's hold on to this relationship to be in community with mom. <laughs> Mom was so sweet. So on the way to the airport, they were they were tasked with stopping to then see um, his mom because his mom was going to say goodbye to Nikki. And I thought this was super sweet. I love this so much. And I think that um, it's very, very uh, touching to see mom have give the full support to these two. Yeah, one million percent. Yeah, so then they get to this airport, and they're both sad, and then Nikki leaves and goes back. Truthfully, honestly, that is all there was on this episode for them. Their next time on looks like they might have broken up, so that'll you be fun. You think? I don't know. I don't know. TLC loves doing these cliffhangers that mean nothing, um, but Nikki's clearly upset about the relationship, so something went sideways. Yeah, yeah. It, again, I we've said it before, so I don't feel like, you know, I don't want to belabor the point that much. But mm-hmm. he, I don't think that Igor is necessarily finding or wants to, like, be in this. 
but it's giving sunken cost fallacy, right? Like, we're I think, like I've yes. spent so much time doing this. I think he wants to be with her. I think he's trying to be with her, but I think he he can't get himself to be with her, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. I feel like as much as he wants to show that he's growing and he's trying and he wants, I feel like this is something that it doesn't feel like he's overcoming at all. Yep. Yep, I think that's the best way to say it. Yeah, it's like you you truly obviously love this person, you care about this person, and you were dating this person, and then you found out that Nikki is trans, and then you didn't know how to deal with that. Then you seem like you were coming around to it, but I feel like the many conversations we've seen him have with his friends and family, like it's clear something isn't clicking there. He's mentioned, uh, he's used vocabulary like, Oh, you know, I love Nikki and I care about her, but then there's moments where I see the masculine side come out and I'm not okay with that. And that doesn't make me feel like I want to perform. Um, yep. And that's a block for me. So it's like he's still fighting with that. And it's the, we've talked about this, it's the uncertainty of wanting to be with Nikki or not that makes me, makes my heart, you know, hurt for Nikki because all Nikki wants is to, is to have love and be accepted and have things be the way they were. And it doesn't seem like he was going to be able to give that. They obviously end the episode in a very good spot. They yep. had sex. Everything's good. And he's she she's leaving positive. He's leaving the airport optimistic. So I don't want to give full validity to the next time on. But the next time on does make it seem like they're having a full-blown fight. Um, you know what? Part. There was a... Th- I just had to reread my notes. There was a throwaway line where she said don't cheat on me right like we are together yeah and then and and i feel like they were making strides because he was like oh you love to do that how many you know blanks are you gonna cut yes like i think a silly little joke sure whatever but did he cheat that's a great question because i can't imagine many other things that would cause the there to be a fight of this magnitude and I feel like that's a good thing to point out that there was a throwaway line that was uh, about mm-hmm. cheating. Because then why did we see that when it didn't really fit in the show otherwise? I guess it could just be a comedic part of the show that want to keep it lighthearted. But then you showed us them fighting. So, of course, we're going to assume maybe something went down. Yeah, I think that's 100%. Yeah. So we'll see where they go um, because they will be on next week's episode. And we'll find out some more. Um, there was a couple I want to quickly touch on that was not on this episode and is on next week. And that is Ashley and Manuel, Sasha. Do you have any thoughts on Ashley and Manuel as uh, we wait to see if the storm ruins their wedding or not? This is another one, right? That's like old enough to know better, but stupid enough to not do better because end it, right? The, the sex must be what is better than A1? Right. That's what it's giving at this point. Much surely. Right. And I don't want them to be together for the sake of both of their sanity. I feel like just, you know, I really just want to rip them and be like, be happy separate. But instead, I think they're going to go through with it. And then later on, we're going to get like we're working through, quote unquote, these issues. Yeah, like they've had moments because they've been easily one of my least liked couples of the season. And I feel like there's definitely been moments where I feel like they are in a better space and they are making me feel more confident about them. But then there's also moments where I'm like, oh, God, just end it already. And right now I feel like it's so far in a good spot. But then there's obviously big issues that are, you know rearing their head the big issues being of course the money stuff yeah but i feel like because i feel like there's moments like for example the family stuff has become better he's introducing her to his family some more and he's open about that sending the money's a bit of an issue and also it seems like maybe the beef that he had with her friends is coming to an end as well which is nice but i'm just so confused and we're gonna see her have another panic attack on this next episode I I do not I believe panic attacks are real. I believe anxiety is real. Okay, okay. But when I tell y'all the scream I scrumped when I heard that noise coming out of her, like those people in the back seat making those faces, I could not stop laughing. <laughs> 
Yeah, they were like, what are you, what is going on here? What is happening? Because I did feel like um, the whole Storm thing was going to throw things for a loop here, obviously. Mm -hmm. And it's very clear to me that she is going through it on the route to this uh, venue because the storm might ruin the wedding moment. Uh, We've talked about this, but maybe don't hold, wait till your absolute last second for your wedding, obviously. Um, Do it a little earlier, but whatever. It's cool. Uh, Good luck to the both of them, but I just wanted to touch on them a little bit because we didn't get them on the episode otherwise. And and listen, disasters happen. I think I've shared this multiple times, but there was a tornado during my wedding. It is what it is. You make it happen. Uh, And and it did touch down. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, it touched on at night, like we people were asleep. Uh, but sirens definitely went off. Um, and the place where my like sangeet, which is like the night before, like dancing and mm. fun event, uh, became a t- a storm shelter. So oh shit happened. God. Yeah, and the same hotel I went for another wedding, you know, my, like just last year, bomb threat got called in. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, it was a Pakistani wedding. Hmm. In Oklahoma, hmm, you know, you y'all y'all do with that as you may, but like the point is, crazy shit happens during weddings. You just gotta have a contingency plan and move on and roll with it. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see if uh, she does roll with it or it all implodes. I feel like it'll be the former, not the latter. I think it'll all be fine. Um, I, I feel like again, TLC loves to tease a something went wrong, and then it's like, well, actually, nothing went wrong. So. We'll talk about them next week, but for now, we'll take a quick break, and then when we get back, we'll talk about yet another wedding, this time being Gino and Jasmine's. Stay with us. Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. All righty, Sasha. So we got Gino and Jasmine here about to tie the knot. And uh, wasn't this all very sweet? Actually, yes, and I couldn't believe it. Right? I was like, "There's no yelling. Everyone's really calm." The the I, it felt like a ticking time bomb. Right? Oh, and now, and now, and now. No, it was just a normal, cute little wedding. We've been so conditioned to assume the worst is going to happen when it comes to Gino and Jasmine that when it doesn't, you're just not even just like surprised but you're just so happy for it mm-hmm. like i feel like this was i think the only wedding or only segment of the entire uh episode where nothing went wrong everything was perfect and it was so sweet and let me tell you what my favorite part of it all was gino took his hat off for her yes she listen she didn't yell she was just excited to be there. She allowed his family. So I think that's the least he could mm-hmm. do. Yeah. And, and you know, her family was on through Zoom, which mm-hmm. was lovely. And Uncle Marco gave her away and walked her down the aisle, which was very sweet. Their moment was very touching. And it just felt perfect. There was not one thing in this episode for them that was bad. Now let's get to Sasha's conspiracy corner. Oh, no. Here we go. Yes. All right, hit me with it. Because I have one for Sam and Citra, too. Anyway, so (laughs) do we believe that this is how they normally are? And they ham it up for the cameras. But, you know, they had to be like, oh, no, this our wedding producers. Like, you know, that they put that in the contract. Like, we will not act a damn fool for this episode. Otherwise, we're good. We're going to give you everything that you need. Hmm. Um, no, I don't think so. With these two, I don't think so. I really so they're don't. They're really just that, like, Jack, Dr. Jekyll and Hyde, <laughs> where they just, like, <laughs> turn on a dime. Lord. No, I think, I truly think that these two are a very heated, happy, and there's no in-between couple. Oh, I really okay. do feel okay. that way. Mm-hmm. And I feel like specifically with this wedding, I, I think that obviously 
the things that you alluded to, the not having, he, she didn't want his family there. He insisted. I think they compromised and they got to it and everything ended up being perfect. It seems to me like her family have, uh, sorry, his family have fully embraced her. And I think that's very evident in the way they were talking about her. And yeah. The excitement she had with everything. All of that I'm taking as face value and is good. However, um, the one thing I will say is that I don't think they're just going to be happy forever. There's going to be ups and downs with these two. That's the one thing I can guarantee you is that Gino and Jasmine will have drama as much as happiness now. I'm just happy that there's happiness too because for a while there, it was just drama and I hated it. Yeah, that's what I... It just feels so 180 that I just, I was like, they, some, someone is lying somewhere. <laughs> well, that's we'll see if there is lies in the future because, spoiler alert, uh, the new cast of 90 Day Fiancé's Happily Ever After dropped and uh, Gino and Jasmine going the three-peat on us, Sasha. They're going to be on the next season of Happily Ever After after being on the last two seasons of 90 Day. Free me, God. Free me. I, and, I can't and, come in on this podcast constantly talking about them. I can't. You know what? I feel like now is as good a time as any to tell everybody who may not have been in the know mm -hmm. as to what the cast of Happily Ever After looks like for this new season. Um, Because, my God. Okay? So, here's what the cast is for 90 Day Fiancé's Happily Ever After. First of all, it's going to be premiering soon. And by soon, I mean next month. They announced the cast on Valentine's Day. So happy Valentine's Day. Belated to all of you out there. The cast is as follows. Gino and Jasmine, like I said, are going to be on. Mm -hmm. You then have, yep, you guessed it. Liz and Big Ed coming back to 90 Day Fiance Happily Ever After. Uh, why, you may ask? They don't love us, is what I would tell you. Um, they also further prove that they don't love us by putting on, yep, Michael and Angela. Sasha are going to be on this season as well. Oh my god. Now, yeah. mm. I watched 90 Day Fiance's The Last Resort on yeah. Discovery Plus last this past year and they were these two couples were on there and it was horrendous and I truly felt like surely they're not still going to be together, but they are and they're on this season. Um but it doesn't stop there. We also have Patrick and Thais coming back. Um so I assume with Patrick comes his brother. So he's going to be a mess. That's going to be there. He's he's on the pillow talk. Well, he's on the single life. Oh, yeah, he is too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so he's like become 90 day, like for real. Yeah, he's become a full character there yeah. as well. Um, then you've got Nicole and Mahmoud, which this one we kind of knew about because there were reports of Mahmoud and Nicole being spotted at the mm -hmm. air an airport in the States. So... He's made his way here now. Wow. What is the math on this? I don't know. <laughs> and and uh, we also have Alexi and Lauren coming in. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they're like our OG couple now. They're like our yeah. older couple that have been on earlier, like before I even covered the show. Yeah, or... I was like, I remember them. Yeah. And, and uh, we have uh, Emily and Kobe. That I actually want to know because they are so foolish. I'm curious because, yeah. and I think this is the thing for me. Happily Ever After, at its core for me, was always supposed to be, all right, a couple years have gone by. Where are they now? What are they doing? And let's follow them for a little bit. So for me, them, I think, is a good spot. Alexia and Lauren, good spot. Mm -hmm. Even Mahmoud and Nicole, I'm curious. Let's see. Patrick and Thais, we saw them the one time. And they were in a, like, they moved and the brother was an issue. Let's see where they are now. I don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but was Thais expecting a child at the time? Yes, because that's what I was like, where is, is the baby around? Or yeah, well, I want to see what happened there. So, like, that's an update. We're getting an update. Mm -hmm. Gino and Jasmine, we just saw, they truly do not need to be here. Um, and then Liz, Big Ed, Michael, and Angela, I feel like they just have a deal where they're on once a year anyway. So why are we getting more from them when we already know where they are? Not in a good place. Um, also, uh, you know, unfortunate, but we must say sad for Jenny and Sumit, who seem to have lost their concrete spot on the roster because they're not on this season. Happy and I really for them. me. Happy for me. Sad for everyone else. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> 
I don't need As the number one Sumit fan, this is very shocking for me to how hear dare from you. you. First of all, how dare you? Second of all, how dare you? Okay? Because TLC loves me and they hate you. <laughs> That's what I know. I don't... You, they love you because what? Michael and Angela and Big Ed are on here? Because Sumit is off, baby. Well, we don't... all I'm hearing is you're committing to following the show with me and coming on as a guest. Ain't no. Yeah, like, that's the, what I heard. The thing is, because I'm your friend, I'm a good come on, okay? But okay. but the fact that this damn fools, all of them, all of them, they suck so bad. Like they're not, <laughs> and like I can't believe the fact that they're here to irritate me and you know suck the life out of my life again. But at least Sumit isn't on, and you know why? Probably because spoiler alert, Sumit's a mama, and Jenny have made up, and they're friends. So, oh, so there's no more drama that's now. That's what I think. Mm, yes. Yeah. Well, um, that's good for them, but then bad for us because that must mean that Michael and Angela are going to have a lot of drama. Big Ed and Liz are going to have a lot of drama. Here's yeah. what I want to ask you, the listeners. Okay, this is where I I request and ask you to engage with me on social media, at Puyaism. If you're listening to this podcast, first of all, hello. Uh, second of all, can you let me know how you would like for me to cover the show? Because I know that I've been on record speaking on this, and I've gotten a lot of feedback from a lot of you throughout the seasons of 90 Day that you don't like Big Ed, like me. You don't like Angela, like me, and you're tired of their toxic ways. Should I be covering the show where we keep their combos to a minimum? Should we just treat it as regular and talk about it extensively? You tell me what your feelings are. I kind of want to gauge the temperature in the room before I proceed with the new season. So any and all feedback is welcomed, of course, at Puyism on Twitter. Let me know your thoughts, and then I can formulate how I want to break the season down moving forward. Because the reality is, it's still probably going to be an hour and a half show, okay? Mm -hmm. There's seven couples, which means there's going to be a rotating roster of, we're not going to get these couples for a little bit, this couple for a little bit. But also with 90 Day, I feel like typically one or two couples have almost a guaranteed spot on the episode every week. And I can't help but feel like Big Ed and Angela are going to have a spot every week. So I just want to know what y'all think and how we should proceed. If you say regular, cool, I'll I'll do it. Listen, I'm a professional at the end of the day. I will tell you my opinions, but I'm also going to keep the podcast entertaining for you because if it's entertaining for you, it's entertaining for me, and it's entertaining for all of us. And that's the that's the secret sauce. So we'll see. Enough time has been spent on this now. Um, <laughs> shall we talk about the next couple, Sasha? Yes, let's do it. All right, it's time for Clayton and Annalie. Again, another couple that truly had very little content, so much so that we started the episode seven and a half hours before the wedding, and we ended it 30 minutes late into the wedding, and uh, not a lot changed. The long and short of it is that, as we saw talked about the last time, Annalie had some strip a uh, stripper at her wedding, at her bachelor party, sorry, that Brandy put together. She didn't know about the stripper being there, but then Clayton got mad that she had a stripper and would and belabored the point and argued and argued until Annalie locked herself in a room and basically, you know, threatened to leave and also wasn't sure about getting married. And the story of the entire episode is basically Clayton doesn't know if she wants to get married or not. Yeah. And the, I can't believe the amount of segments we got out of nothing they milked they milked the air for this one they really did <laughs> yeah it's just like people staring at each other that's part of the segment and the thing is if y'all watch like indian soap operas this is what they be doing right it's like 20 minutes of just people being like gasp gasp and looking at each other right like that like Four they minutes have to, of falling down the stairs yes they have to pan at every <laughs> single person like that's what this reminded me of because i could not believe it first of all brandy is the one that uh you know put on the party why are we not mad at the quote-unquote villain your ops right like clean this is the ops but he knows at, he can't stand up to brandy brandy will he, knock him down i mean he already looking up to her so it makes sense and <laughs> And poor Annalie, right? Like, girl, why isn't closet mom enough, right? Like, Harry Potter is in your house, but they ain't doing no spells on you, right? It's it's useless. So why aren't we just, like, letting this go? 
Yeah, it, I feel like he's not letting it go, and it sounds like he is ultimately going to be in a position where he's very okay with it or is willing to be okay with it just so that um, he they get married. Mm-hmm. But he's also not having that conversation. He left her a message. He wrote her, he texted her a voice note, and she didn't open it. No read receipts. It's it's not even, she ghosted it. She didn't open the message so that it isn't even on read yeah. for a long time. And Cameron's like going through it as the best man, just trying so hard to keep this guy together, which is already a failing job. Um, there was one sweet moment where we do learn about uh, Clayton's brother who did pass away in a car accident a couple years back because he had one of the chairs at the wedding um, have a little memorial of the brother to honor him and have him be at the wedding, which is very sweet. My heart did ache there for him. Yeah. But like I said, we went from seven and a half hours before the wedding to 30 minutes late. So the wedding started 30 minutes already and Annalie's still not there. And it's like, oh my God, I feel bad. Like everyone's just waiting. Like what's going to happen? Sorry, everyone for waiting. Like it'll be fine. We don't know if it'll be fine. Well, I think it'll be fine. I really don't think she's not going to be on the wedding like here. I feel like that's going to be okay. It shouldn't be, but it's going to be okay because, and the main reason I think that, Sasha, is the words of advice that she got from her mom. So Annalie calls her mom to be like, "Uh, here's what happened. He's still mad at me for the stripper thing. I'm annoyed, and I'm actually thinking about leaving. And her mom said, listen, couples, this is what couples do. They argue. And you can't throw, this will be like throwing away two years of your life. Don't do that. you got to move forward and it'll all be okay. What were your thoughts on mom's advice here? I I think for mom, mom is like, you're already there, right? Like it doesn't seem like a big issue, right? Mm-hmm. It just seems like he yelled at you and he feels a type of way about strippers and you're just saying you're annoyed. So don't be annoyed. It's your wedding day. You know, it's, that's the advice I feel that she was giving. And I don't know that it's necessarily wrong, but we know how he spoke to her mm-hmm. and it felt so gross and condescending when are you just mad that you're kind of a loser? And is that the problem? Because no, no one like the whole point of like a bachelor bachelorette party is just to have fun with your people. Right. And if sometimes it gets a little crazy, okay, it gets a little crazy. It happens. And I feel like the anger should be directed to Brandy, not someone you're going to marry. But there's so many red flags that she's already ignored that I think mom is like, whatever, dude, keep going. Even for me, I just feel like Clayton has no leg to stand on to be angry at anybody. Um, I feel like. You might be angry at Brandy, but also, did you tell Brandy not to have strippers? I don't believe so. You told Annalie, who had no hand in organizing this. Exactly. So, yeah, I just feel like this is a flawed argument from him. I feel like he should just, he should have let it go. He didn't. She even, like, apologized, and then he kept bringing it up, which then caused this. So, we'll see where they head with all this. Um, Again, my personal hope is they do not uh get you know get together and the wedding doesn't happen but this is 90 i feel like it's gonna happen so we'll just get to that next week when we get there which leaves us with the last couple here and that is sam and citra sasha you want to kick it off on this one Woo! let's do it so sam and citra right like we saw them getting uh, we saw sam sorry right uh converting and had you know it was a beautiful moment we're all excited and now we're getting ready for the ceremony. That's where we are with Sam and Citra. And guess what, everyone? Sam thought that for the ceremony with M- Muslim people, when you have converted and are now a Muslim, mm-hmm. a pastor should be officiating the ceremony. So his thing is we asked the Imam. The imam couldn't do it in short notice, but mm-hmm. we have a pastor and that's the only person that can do it. And I feel like, because he, this is for the American wedding. He keeps calling yeah. it the American wedding. And, Which a lot of us do. Like I, I, yeah. My friends do that too. So I, it's, it's, they call it the white wedding. <laughs> right. Which like, I feel like th- there was a clear solution here that mm-hmm. he didn't see. 
because once Citra's dad finds out they're going to have a pastor, he's like, absolutely not. Because in his mind and the way it was told to him is like, oh, so there's going to be a pastor who's going to marry you through the Bible, but yeah. you already got married. And if there's going to be like a holy book, it should be the Quran, which to me, because fast forward later in the episode, his brother ends up officiating and his brother's Christian. All he did was not use the Bible and kind of give you a dress down more of a do you take this man to be your lawfully wedded husband mm -hmm. vibes. So I feel like the pastor could have done that also, but I think because it was framed in a scope where it was a religious thing and not so much just a traditionally this is how it happens thing, it went sideways. But also it was such a non-issue because... I, I don't know. I feel like they made a meal out of this more than it needed to be. Yeah, I just feel like they're that. I'm oh, sorry. This is Sasha's conspiracy corner again. Oh, yeah, you had one for them. Yes, this is fake, right? Because the thing is, the cringe level, I get embarrassed very easily and I almost turn the shit off because what do you mean that you, uh, you know, all of a sudden, oh, shucks. My brother can officiate the wedding. Oh, man. Who would have thunk? The brother. Why is the brother dressed nicer than all, everyone else in attendance at the wedding? Okay. okay. There was a lady in camo. That, be so for real. Okay. Mom, can I? No. Yes, please. Can I, uh, for lack of a better term, poo-poo your theory a little bit? Yes. Because I'm ready. He was dressed to the nines. This is true. But why did he have his backwards cap on when he officiated the wedding? Oh, please. That, this, that's normal. I feel like... It, look at what other people had on. But he was wearing a suit! You know what I mean? Like, why... It, like he, it, it was like he was... It was so close. And it's because... not like he had a full head of hair. And, and the hat was off when he met up with uh, Citra's dad. I'm going to tell you why. Okay, hit me with it. My conspiracy theory keeps on going. So, the producer said... We need drama. Things are going a little too easy when I thought the <laughs> the the drug thing is going to be a bigger deal. But Citra and Dad have made it work, and I don't like that. So now what we what to do? Right? Great, we're gonna get your brother ordained. Brother says, "Now why am I in it? Right? <laughs> I ain't even did nothing, but I'm in it. Okay." And I almost said too much because maybe it's a spoiler about the brother, and you know. Uh, what I told you beforehand. So I forget. So I'll be taking that response. I'll get a repeat Perfect. after this. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, fine. Uh, and those that know, no. So anyway, is it that brother? If you know what I'm talking about, let me know, y'all. So the they, the brother, right, is gonna officiate the wedding because you know he is the like non-denominational human that's gonna do it. Perfect, amazing chef's kiss. How do we add drama? Great. We're gonna get a pastor. Right. Mm -hmm. And how can the pastor show up? That poor man showed up, right? Probably spent his gas and shows up and for uh, Sam to be like, oh, Shuck, sorry, we can't use you. No one thought to call this poor man. And then that shot of him leaving, right? Like sauntering down the <laughs> he driveway. He fired the pastor. No, and then the fact that he's sauntering down the driveway. How you had cameras ready for that, but you don't have cameras ready for when Sumit's uh, father-in-law is beating his ass and taking him back to to their home. Make it make sense, because it was planned. Interesting. Receive okay. screenshots. Timeline, okay? <laughs> I'm here. All right. Well, that was your uh, conspiracy segment with Sasha. Thank now, you. whether you believe in this or not, of course, let us know. We don't mind to find out your thoughts. Uh, but yeah, it, it ultimately didn't matter because they got married. The His brother officiated. Everything went smoothly. And we're done here. It was all fine. I will say, I want to point this out because I did see some people on Reddit really upset with this. And they were like, I'm sorry, but this is ridiculous that he had to convert, but the dad's not okay with this. Listen, it's absolutely clear to everybody here that his dad, uh, her dad is extremely religious and devout and wants things done his way. Otherwise, no wedding. And it's very clear to me that they both agreed to, Sam and Citra even, I would say, agreed to this 
that they would have the blessing and get married. That's the way I took it. Yep. So it is what it is. They were very okay with this because they want to be together. And it seems like they're together and happy. Next time on, we do see the conversation that the court case is coming up in a couple of days. So I hope we get the, the fallout and the results of that. And we don't have to wait for the tell-all to find out on that. But I think these two uh, are here for each other. They're happy together. And I wish them well. Yeah, 100%. Like, I think they're sweet. They're making it, you know, as long as Sam don't end up in jail. But it just, it to me, it felt like they were trying so hard to give us mm. some drama that that they needed to, you know, concoct this whole <laughs> mess. Because what I, I feel also that they're not like sitting here and, you know, they could have got someone from the court, right, to do the wedding like Gino and Jasmine uh, did. So I don't know that. Iman or pa- Imam, sorry, or pastors are is your only option. But again, this is the same guy that apparently didn't, you know, do papers that would keep him out of jail. Right. Like that's the thing. Part of me was like, well, they already got married, right? With the Imam. They got the ceremony done. Yeah. So this is almost the second wedding that is more so the photo wedding, right? Like the we are this is like the one that everyone's at wedding yep so to me i was like this ain't that deep to me but dad had a problem with it they sorted it out uh now we're gonna end up seeing what happens with the court case i will say we went through their entire segment without speaking on this you're welcome y'all um but uh a lot of conversation about them having sex finally is going to be coming up next week so you were warned yeah and i just why right it just feels so gross like it feels like we're intruding on something and poor citra is like yeah this this is my man (laughs) oh my god he go they go into the room shut the door and you just hear him say i've been waiting for this for a long time i was like okay you could turn the mics off i'm fine now and i'm no prude either i'm very okay and comfortable to talk about this stuff but when the show makes it seem like prudish then i don't want to be involved yeah, and it just feels uncomfortable and like you know creepy. Below deck does this a lot too, where they we get like a lot of creep shots that we just don't need. And I I need all of these, you know, production teams to get together and stop being gross. Yes, please thank and thank you. All right, well, we'll be back next week to talk about the rest of these couples and put I assume a stamp on the season. I think next week is season finale before the talls begin. Yeah. But Sasha, until then, we do thank you for coming on with us to talk all things 90 day. Let the people know where can they find you? What are the projects you have going on right now? Yes. Um, you can always find me talking celebrity gossip, pop culture, mess, everything you think about that's going on on the internet. Kirsten McKenna's and I are talking about it all over on mess magnets. We have our own feed also on Rob has a website slash mess feed. Check that out. If you're a Bravo fan and love Below Deck uh, or love Chappelle or me, check out our uh, Below Deck coverage on the Bravo TV wrap ups feed. We also go live on YouTube uh, usually every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern. So honestly, come in a chat. It's been it's always a fun time. It's been a fun time. Come be part of the peanut galley on the Rob has a, a YouTube Rob has a podcast YouTube channel. So check that out. Um, and Bryce, Isaiah, and I are covering Love and Hip Hop Atlanta. We do two episodes uh, every other week. So check that out on the Bryce Isaiah YouTube channel or uh, on the Purple Pants podcast feed. And for everything else I'm doing, just follow me on Twitter at funsize underscore 04. There we go. Thank you so much, Sasha, once again. Uh, y'all can find me, of course, on Twitter at Puyaism. You can find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Puya. That's where I am when I'm not podcasting. I've got a very busy week coming up on the stream. I've got a 12-hour stream coming up Saturday, noon to midnight. Come through and say hi. I always do appreciate that. As far as podcasts go, though, I've been all traders all the time. Uh, Just had our exit interview with Parvati, which was a lot of fun. I got to talk to her. It's absolutely surreal that I get to do this, by the way. And also, on the feedback show, we had Ethan Zahn joining us to talk about all the ongoings of the Trader's Castle. So you can check that out as well. And uh, Mass Singer coming up soon. Survivors around the corner. 
And of course, 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After. So I'm going to be busy on the podcast front, but I'm going to have fun doing it, of course. And uh, we did recently cross the 250 ratings and review mark on the 90 Day Fiancé pod. So thank you so much to all of you who have left a rating and review. I always do appreciate that. And uh, it helps more than you know, and it puts a smile on my face. So thank you so much for, for indulging in leaving some reviews. For now, though, we have arrived at the end of the podcast, the destination, if you will. I've had a lot of fun with y'all. I'll be back next week to talk about this, I think, season finale of 90 Day Fiance. But until then, take care. Have a good one. Bye. How many days are you going to wait before it's out of knockdown? How many days is it going to take?